0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Suffolk Business Podcast. Um, we have James Feltwell, founder of OneFX with us today. Um, and you may have noticed that Jake and I have changed positions.
1: We just like changing all the time, don't we? Like yeah. We have one format and then we go to a new one the following week. Keep people on their toes. We need to keep you guessing. Exactly. Um, yeah. So if you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice things have changed somewhat. We've got a bit more room now in front of us. Um, I don't know why we go into detail about how we how it's all set up. It's I important. J- I just don't think people
0: care. But oh well. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> but um, they do care about our guest today. That's do. for sure. <laughs> James, <laughs> how are you, mate? Yeah, not bad yourself. Yeah, very well, mate. Very well. James, for the audience, tell um, everyone exactly what you do, how you do it, and how you kick ass. How I kick ass? Well, how you very kick well. ass?
2: <laughs> um, well, uh, the backstory, I suppose, is that um, I'm I'm, I'm Suffolk-born and bred. Um, I went to high school in St Albans and in Suffolk and then uh, I um, didn't know, I didn't have a clue actually what I was going to do when I, when I let, left school so I, I did a law degree for my sins, um, did the training contract, uh, did my LPC, uh, did everything and then realised I didn't want to be a lawyer <laughs> which was uh, a, <laughs> how did that go out at, at <laughs> <Yeah>. home? <laughs> it, it went down like a tuna milkshake truth uh, be told, uh, say, yeah. <laughs> uh, they weren't best pleased, um, my, my best friends at the time who shall remain nameless, you'll find out why, uh, was absolutely terrible at law and uh, he couldn't get a training contract for love nor money. So he went to the city and got a job in the FX markets for an exchange. And uh, I was saving and saving and saving. I mean, I love cars. I was saving my, back, my, my my hind legs off for this really Golf GTI. I was 10 years old at the time. And I would want Golf GTI. And I pulled up, Chad, polished what, it. What, Mark? Well, it was Mark II, the, the, yep, the bug-eyed nice. ones. Yeah, the 97 GTI, Lovely. eight <laughs> yeah. valve. And uh, pulled up, polished a bit. So I was like, Chad's going to be really impressed with this. I'm like, Trainee lawyer. I wonder what he's got. Pulled up. Brand new Porsche Boxster. I thought, oh, <laughs> What up <laughs> already. I can't believe this. And he was like, he was terrible. I mean, he was like, oh, geez, doing you right. <laughs> uh, I mean, imagine him as a lawyer, right? No, Harvey Specter. Uh, no, Harvey Specter. <laughs> I thought I've done something wrong here. And I anyway, mean, we were chatting away, and uh, he said, look, there's a, there's, there's a job potential coming up, in where I work or near where I work, and uh, he said, do you fancy you know, looking into it? And I thought, no, nah, I'm not interested. Anyway, penny dropped seed was planted so I was googling away that evening and I thought right the job coming up this company my first company I worked at in the city called World First and um, essentially it was it was a t-boy role and I was like I'm going from a qualified lawyer to a t-boy in the city what am I doing go to the interview they ask me all the questions about the FX markets I haven't got a clue Where sterling euro trading where sterling dollar trading what are just rates at the moment I was like I really don't know <laughs> but I want to join the city I want to get a job Yeah. anyway he's like right go away, research it, and come back in a week. So go away, and research come back in a week, and he's like...
0: Oh, so he literally said, you know nothing, go away, and come back. Yeah. So must, you must have had some impression on him.
2: Yeah, well, uh, you'll, soon, you'll soon find that when you, um, when you speak to someone who's, who's passionate about what they do, it's not necessary, they, they can't be, they don't have to be amazing at it, but it's just when you click with them and connect with them. Yeah. And then from there, the sort of relationship snowballs, and you can always, you know, bolster your knowledge here and there mm. anyway. So I went away, did everything possible, and uh, it was the Queen's Jubilee weekend, I remember that vividly.
1: I remember seeing her. I yeah. remember seeing
2: the Queen yeah. on the Jubilee Shake weekend. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. did the old wave and all, that, and all, all that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, and I was I was at a party. And he, ra- he ran me back and said, "Look, mate, you have got the job." And um, and from there, really, it's it's progressed from being a tea boy to uh, a sales executive in the city, to becoming then a dealer buying and selling the foreign currency for clients itself, to then changing companies to a company called Global Reach Partners. Um, where I really sort of, I think, pushed my my knowledge and and, and sort of know-how through. And I worked through the the, the Brexit day, the 23rd of June, 2016, worked through the Brexit day on the trading floor during that time, which was quite interesting. Wow,
0: yeah. Um, Tell tell us about that experience. Oh, it was incredible.
2: we sat there, and the market was trading as, as it as it should be, and it was like, well, we're going to stay in the EU. Why would we leave? Mm. I mean, it was, it was a bit like Turkey's vote for Christmas. I mean, if you're going <laughs> to sit there and vote, should we leave the EU or not? People are going to vote you know, how they really passionately believe, and uh, it's like saying, do you want to pay tax? Yes or no? You know, yeah. certain people feel quite passionate about these sort of things, yeah. and. Uh, when Cameron announced it we thought oh my goodness this is a bit of an unusual vote but we should be fine we should be staying in the EU it was the London bubble everyone thinks we should stay you mm. know, I'm not going to cast my actual opinion on here but the, everyone's got their own one there's no right or wrong anyway so we sat down there and uh, I had this I was sitting next to this ma- friend of mine called Mark Thompson Tomo very well spoken chap he was like oh James this is a complete farcical we're in here I don't think anything's going to happen I think we're going to stay in the year nothing's going to happen yeah. anyway so I, was, I went to my sister at the time lived in Holborn round the corner Yeah. And I went to went to bed at like two in the morning. I thought like, nothing's happening. What was it? No, it was about yeah, it was about maybe about midnight, one in the morning. And then Mark ran me up. He goes, uh, James, um, th- there seems to be a bit of problem in the office. And I said, like, what, What's wrong? What's wrong, Tomo? He's like, uh, um, the market's dropped ten percent. I was like, oh, Don't don't be daft. Put the phone down. He rang the phone again. And he's like, No, no, trust me, James, it has. <laughs> I looked at <laughs> my phone, and obviously you got these—you know—everyone's got these, you know, got these I, IG trading yeah, them, yeah, like, xe.com yeah. whatever else—and I looked at it. I thought he's right. Anyway, ran outside, like, one sock on, like, shirt everywhere, like tie I mean, around my head, and I was like just bowling out the front door, unwashed, hair all over the show. We yeah, like, got dressed in a skip, ran into the office, and we were all on the same boat. We think, what do we do? And we worked. I think I got to the office at three. 3 a.m. on 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 the Thurs on the thurs, remember, thurs, Thursday night. Actually, yeah. so you got 3 a.m. on the th- on the Friday morning. Must have been, and we worked straight through so God knows when well on the Friday. But it was um, it was a real experience. It was a real eye opener, and it's what we call in the industry a black swan event. And yeah. um, you know, it's it's one of those things where really, we're still paying for it now. I mean, who who'd have thought back in 2016? I was on the training floor at Global Reach. Yeah. That I now be talking about it here with you guys at 2020, still yeah. not being any further. It's moments yeah. in time, isn't it? Like yeah. It's
1: moments that you just kind of stumble upon mm. that you have to really, you know, those are the things that you do get up at 3am and you run to the trading floor and yeah, and you and you kind of make the most of.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, and, and then it's again, it's talking point. I think we all have learned, even in the, in the financial industry, that these things do have an impact on on a your life and be your business. Yeah, and people's budget rates, people's businesses were wiped out. You know, in in one foul sweep, a ten percent shift in any market, if your if your profit margin is at five percent within the market, you know, it could wipe out your profit and mm. your business. So, yeah. there are things we can do to help with that. We'll go into it later on, unfortunately. But, you know, it, it was a real learning curve for us all. Um, and 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 from there, there's 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 three things when you when you speak to a client and you're trying to help them out. It's price, service, product. Mm. And a big thing I think we all lacked um, and felt we lacked was the service. You know, is we, have we prepared clients for these sorts of events? And at that point, I thought, probably not well enough. And that's when I went to, um, I ran the, the, then I got offered a job as head of corporate, at, um my competitor, my last round of, and I thought, this is quite unusual, really. I'm sitting here as head of corporate, I'm dealing in this wonderful office in Canary Wharf overlooking HSBC Tower, I thought, this is brilliant. I thought, this is it, I've, I've made it in sort of my early 30s, I've got the head of corporate at FX, I thought, what could I possibly want more? yeah. Oh, I'm not quite satisfied yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, I, I looked at my book I had, and I've, I've grown it, grew it sorry, organically over the years, and most of them were based in the East Anglia region. And a really good friend of mine, and my business partner now is a chap called Paul Burrows, who you should actually get on this podcast, mm. um, a fantastic entrepreneur, he's got a few businesses, and uh, we're in the pub one evening, and we had a few pints of creative juice, and I thought, you know what, James, like, we're crying out in Suffolk, particularly in Felixstowe. For an FX broker who, or FX brokerage, who is going to give massive service to us, because obviously we are freight forwarders, haulage guys. We yep. don't, we don't know anything about FX. If we want someone there to go and manage it for us. Be our eyes and ears, and do it that way. In addition as well, remember price, service, product. In addition as well, obviously being in FX though, the overheads much, much, much lower. So I can afford to pass the saving on to the client itself. Yeah. And the product range itself is is exactly the same as what you get with any. Any bank or or top tier broker. I was going to say, but you probably have
1: a bit more of that personal approach, and you and you can kind of deliver that more kind of personalised experience, service wise. Like you might not get that from the bank. I suppose. Do you double down on that, or yeah? I mean, I'm, I'm not here to badmouth the competition, but you won't get it from the bank.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. The, you know banks banks are big beasts and they, they offer lots of things you know insurance you got loans etc and, and but we just do foreign exchange yeah they're, unfortunately it's sad you know the highs and lows of each main currency pair we you know interest rate decisions like yesterday for example I don't know when this is going out but you know we've got all the big decisions and we we'll have got to touch on them related about the coronavirus how that impacts business and thus the exchange rates as well mm. you bring up a bank but then' like price robots is a sterling euro rate. So yeah. It's like walking to a post office isn't it? You know, it's yeah, yeah, you yeah. might as well walk yeah. into a post office. Yeah. yeah, probably get a better rate at the post office but but <laughs> <laughs> but they, but that that for me was something that we really, really have to drill home. You know, It, it, it is when you ring up and, you, and your business is based on, say like for example you're importing timber from Latvia mm. and you're buying euros and that's a percent swing in the market obviously is, is going to be a huge, a huge gain or loss on your, yeah, on your yeah, absolutely. You know, where do you think it's going? Right, I don't have a crystal ball, but we have a good educated guess in where we think it's going to go in light of X, Y, and Z. Mm. And that's what clients like to hear. And, you know, I'm never going to say it's definitely going higher. Yeah, yeah. Because if I knew that, I'd be on a beach with a cocktail in my hand. Yeah. But it's that yeah. trust yeah. though, isn't it? It's that mm. trust
1: of, of you as a person and and when you're able to deliver that service one-to-one um, and, you know, double down on the things that maybe your competitors can't do because they just don't have the resources to do so, then obviously, and again, being in a niche. Um, location, mm. I think really, really pays, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, um, part of the reason Paul and I decided to um, have Felixstowe as our base, A, because uh, our George, well my family and his family both both live there. He's got a, a young family based around there. His business is based around there, but the port of Felixstowe, being one of the largest container ports yeah. in Europe, mm. you know, 99. It's such an advantage. You say
1: Felixstowe to any, anyone they kind of know what it is and, and what happens there, don't they? Yeah,
2: I mean, you said one of your um, one of your mates, uh, Mel Pipe from Elite Universal. Yeah, of, he's, he's he's one of my one of my guys, and he's um, you know, most of the businesses around there, based around that sort of a 0.25 mile radius of 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 the port, do foreign exchange or internationally based. Whether mm. you're a haulage guy, a freight forwarder, whatever, and, and you know, they just want someone local who can who can help with, with 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 the with the foreign exchange. Yeah. Because you know, you know, their businesses are you know, freight forwarding, you know, haulage, they don't know in depth as much about FX as I do. It's not their job to know, is it? exactly. Well, I wouldn't have a clue how to get, you know, a sofa from China to the UK. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's it's also for courses, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) carry it yeah yeah out <laughs> out the coronavirus yeah. <laughs> that moves us on the
1: coronavirus yes. obviously yeah at so the moment current state yeah jack deliver the news well dun, what, dun, what, what's dun, the um
0: the date today, it's, uh, today so it's is the 12th of march yeah today. so we
1: don't actually know when this podcast is going to um, go out but um yes. Give yes. Us the whole, here in two weeks. Give, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows yeah <laughs> 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 yesterday yeah yesterday
0: um it was announced as a pandemic which um basically means it's spread globally essentially um, but people get worried because pandemic sounds like a scary word, doesn't it? Pandemic. So as soon as that kind of word is put on the news over social media, people start to panic. Go go off and buy 24 packs of toilet rolls. Um, <laughs> and like we've been seeing on the news. But let's talk about, we all know that the health implications and, and kind of who's more at risk of coronavirus and all this stuff. But let's talk about the economic um, impact that it might have on us. Um, from from your perspective, James, and someone that would be far more in the know than, than anyone, or certainly me and Jake. Um, talk about it in terms of market, and we, we saw the market drop on Monday, um, and that was quite a scary mm. um, scary thing to look at, really, From certainly from a business perspective. But let, let's jump into it. Let's go into depth on it.
2: Yeah, of course. Um, well, look, the coronavirus has, has essentially thrown sand into the market. It's it slowed everything down. It's completely clogged up, um, and really, depending on how you act, it's depending on what paper you read. I mean, yeah. You can read the Daily Mail and you think, right, I've got two weeks to live, what do we do? <laughs> um, or you can read a broadsheet and you think, let's have a sort of a collective, educated discussion about this. Yes, it's, it's really bad, and yes, the old, the frail, the already sick will suffer from this. But, you know, that's going to impact, it's going to impact and has impacted the world on an international scale, and thus trade as well coupled with the fact that we had Chinese New at the same sort of time mm-hmm. as the coronavirus, yeah. it was you know it was the perfect storm ready for this. Yeah. As a result of it, we had Mark Carney speaking yesterday. Again, I don't want this going out as a podcast. We had Mark Carney speaking yesterday, and we cut interest rates fa- way before we anticipated in May yesterday to ensure that the market can cope with this as, as a sort of provision for it. Will it get worse? Absolutely. Will there be shutdowns? Most definitely. Um, we're probably going to take a similar sort of uh, journey that, that, that Italy has and we, we discussed this briefly before the podcast began. We haven't got the Mediterranean diet. You know, every in Italy are slightly older, you know, espresso and a cigarette in the morning, that sort of thing. You yeah. know, maybe not quite as bad as the Italians are, but you know, we there are old people in, in, in the UK and the, the, there are people who will suffer from it as a result. And you will, we will find business slow down. You see, the you hear the port you know, working away. There's a nice little dock gym which I don't really go to that much, but you can see the port working up capacity like yeah. three, four months yeah. ago. You leave the car park now, all the cranes are up, you know, there's not been used, not many trucks about, so the port I think it's interesting working. obviously from your perspective of like you look at numbers all the time you look mm. at
1: percentages but then just something as simple as looking out into a port yeah. you can kind of identify what's going on it, it's nuts
2: so yeah. I, I left the car park day four yesterday um, and the, the the gym is right by the well, the, sort of the main cranes and normally you see trucks zooming past the cranes go up and down over the ships and you go there it's out. it's almost like you know ghost town yeah yeah um but you know, I, th- and that's a sort of rule of thumb. Really, I, we look at it really. But I spoke to a couple of the the haulage guys, and it's it's they they believe it's the worst is yet to come. Um, and from a from a currency perspective, I suppose is where I, I I can sort of see it. We've got a few things which is going to impact sterling as a result of it. Um, an act of God, we call it. And obviously, the coronavirus being one of them, mm. the only big thing, and we didn't anticipate that. You can anticipate Brexit. you can yeah, anticipate you can interest kind of rate Yeah, you can sort of anticipate Donald Trump's Twitter account. Yeah. You, know, you <laughs> can, yeah. you can sort of guess what Boris is going to say in the House of <laughs> yeah. Parliament with, yeah, yeah, with Jeremy yeah. Corbyn of a morning, but you can't expect this. And you don't know how bad it's going to get before it gets better. Mm. And I think that's what really has driven the market down and down and down and down.
1: It's, um, yeah, it's real. Well, it's people who just don't know. I mm. think that's probably
0: the biggest thing. It's I the uncertainty yeah. of isn't it? And o- obviously, the <laughs> when we had SARS and, and, and diseases like that, now we're going into the health, but we had the. We didn't have the social media. We didn't have media kind of impacting, impacting, market. And yeah, pronging yeah. it up way more. Um, and and essentially, it's creating panic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but from certainly from a business perspective, we ha- we had the budgets that were announced yesterday, and and some of the news was good for for small businesses. I was going to say, if
1: we, you know, we've talked about kind of the negative impact, mm. but that with the negative, there's always a positive. What are the the positive impact that you know that this could have on businesses and another part to that question is actually how can businesses be better prepared for something that they don't
2: know is going to happen well it's, it's funny actually We again we, before we podcast started it, it, when the market is is calm, clear, everything's going fine, everything's going okay there's, a no, there's no real need to have an in-depth discussion with suppliers about what if, mm. why, yeah, yeah, yeah. how is this going to be okay, yeah. there's no contingencies, so when the market is from my perspective having a really flat time, nothing's going on market moves ten ticks. I ring up, for example, you guys, Sterling you moved ten ticks, you're gonna buy some dollars. Like, yeah. Go away, James. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to talk to you. But when I can ring up and say, look, we've got coronavirus, we've got Brexit, we've got interest rate cuts, yeah, we've got all this, we've got the new budget out, you we know, got it's like it's moved a cent. It's mm. moved 08 percent on your bit against your against your profit margins. Mm. What do you wanna do? And it's like I don't know, James, there's a discussion and it makes you almost relevant and current and yeah. worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. And again in anything you do you know I keep referring to, to businesses around the port you know if you're a supplier of a service whether that's going to be transport or, or logistics it gives you an extra additional thing to talk about but don't get me wrong we'd rather not have these things going on at all but it almost you have to be prepared for it as a business to help and hold the client's hand through this journey yeah um, yeah
1: and people are looking for answers as well aren't they and yeah. therefore looking for you so
2: well there, there are I mean again I use the analogy of a crystal ball I don't know what's gonna happen I don't know how when it's gonna get Yeah. But I have to say to them, if it gets this bad or as bad as it possibly can, we have provisions in place and tools in place um, to help you and guide your business through it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's you know, other than buying you know, plas- you know paper masks and whatever else you know, and spirit gel, we've got we've got things we can as a business we can help with. Yeah. Um, no, no, I don't know how much in detail you going to go into the sort of FX products, but it's it's something which we can we definitely look at and um, and 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 sort of almost be a reassuring hand for 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 these sorts of people.
0: I think it's now it's we're we're at a state now again on the 12th of March where Mm. companies just need to start thinking about how they're going to safeguard themselves over the next few months. the as I said earlier, the budgets were announced yesterday. So mm. companies with under uh, 51,000 um, rateable value now are looking at um, year relief really for business rates, which mm. is quite cool. And mm. certainly in most industries, mm. and they're looking at three grand grants, aren't they? To again the same t- type of company. So I, th- I think definitely do loads of research and 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 find out as a business how you can kind of better things and certainly um, reduce cash flow. Mm. Um, and make sure that's not going to become a stumbling block in the next six months. Um, but things like um, mortgage holidays and stuff like that—what kind of impact will that have for well, you?
2: Just, just quickly going back to the early point you said: there's, there's, there's grants available. Um, yeah. There's actually quite a good point you raised. I mean, there, there are actually a, still a shed load of Brexit grants available for small businesses for PC equipment, for juniors, et cetera, yeah. as well. And then they're, and they're not being used up. Mm. Um, I had one of the, I think it's, it's ta- i put it on the, um, I'll give you the details. The tail, I think it's called, it's a government scheme. And if you're a small business and you meet a certain criteria, um, you can get money towards your, your PCs, juniors, um, software, hardware so it's it's definitely worth looking at i think the, the local grant was i think a 20 million quid or, or worse that effect and i think only like five or six have been used
0: wow of it do you reckon uh, that's down to people not knowing or lack of education or what do
2: you think everything um you know genuinely is i mean you get caught up in the bigger picture like, oh, yeah look at corporation tax oh look at you know look mm. at the income tax oh you know all this sort of thing but really actually just that aside for a second, just drill down, find yeah. these little things. Yeah, you know, you can save yourself thousands of pounds. Really by good do- point. But by doing this, yeah, um, it's a, that is a very good point. Um uh, you know, I, I had the had the for my um, sins at the House of Commons on the TV yesterday, watching this this debate following on from the the budget. And of course, you got your, you got Corbyn there. What about the working class? What are we going to do? You know, mm. how are we going to live? How are we going to feed ourselves? The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Yeah, 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 You're yeah. going to have the same arguments in years to come. Yeah. The same arguments in years gone But by. That, but
1: that, yeah, that's that's been a conversation for the. L- for the last hundreds of years isn't it yeah absolutely um,
2: um, and I, I don't want sort to of touch on politics too much and express an opinion but love him or hate him we, we had a, a massive period of Theresa May of you know getting this deal done and not getting it done we had three deadlines missed 31st yeah. of March I think it was April and something else last last year um, but Boris has got in and, and said look this is the deadline we're going to leave by the 31st of December yeah. 2020 yeah. if we don't it's a hard Brexit deal with it yeah and it's a business negotiation and i think do you think someone like um corbin do you think someone like formerly then Theresa mate would could have done the deal i don't know give give him a chance see how he gets on with well, it well it's
1: know. it's about delivering on promises and so far you know without ch- making this turn into question time he he has he has done that and um, but you know when something like this which is you know we can't we can't estimate or or predict things like coronavirus happening it
0: does there
1: needs to be a diversion of attention. I think
0: we, I think we have no choice but to be reactive. Yeah. Um, we need to, you know, just the last point on the coronavirus. Cause <laughs> I do, I do <laughs> Thank hate you. the word. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. We we have to be reactive and we have to learn from it in the next six months to then create a vaccine and know what we're going to do when it next comes around because it will next come round because these things come round in fits and starts as they do. Um, but that's enough. Yeah. That's enough well, how, I was going to say,
1: like, we've spent most of the, the podcast. Well, how, how long have we got, Jack? Do you know? Have you um, been, yeah, we haven't got long. We haven't got long. Cool. I want to touch on then, James, what is it that you offer in terms of you, your products, your core service? Mm. Tell us a bit about how you get clients in, what they use, and, and how it helps them.
2: Yeah, sure. So uh, you, you are let's let's do a private individual and let's do a corporate individual, okay? Yeah. yeah. So you are unfortunately positioned to buy a um, massive villa in Marbella, uh, and you want to buy a, a million pound, um, a million euro for in Marbella. You go to the bank, mm-hmm. you get an exchange rate, and all banks and brokerages quote off what's called the interbank rate. So for example, if sterling euro is traded at one fourteen, that's where I'm buying from, and that's where the bank's buying from. As a result of that, the bank will then give you, for example, a rate of one ten. Hmm. So the 4 cents between the two is the bank's profit. There's a lot of money added up. There's a lot. lot of money added up. Hmm. So for example, 3% on a million pounds, 30 grand. Hmm. For doing what? Pressing a button. Yeah, yeah. Banks will do that. I come along and say, well, I'm still buying from that rate. I don't have massive bankers' bonuses to pay for. Mm-hmm. I've got o- lower overheads, you know, office space, and fixed, whatever else. Um, I still get paid um, the same interbank rate. I can come in and, and definitely reduce that margin on those on those things. Not only that, the price, the, the timing of this trade itself, if you're buying at 114 now, and we're saying interest rate's going to get bolstered, there's going to be some good news in the economy next week, it could be trading at one sixteen, do you want to hold out next week? could save yourself an extra 1.5%. Yeah. Why not do that?
1: So again, that human interaction, that, that conversation that you just don't, can't have elsewhere. It, it's massive,
2: right? Yeah. But on the flip side, you may not want to speak to me, and that's completely understandable. The last thing i going to do on Monday morning is talk to me about FX. <laughs> Absolutely fine. <laughs> so uh, we've got a wicked online platform. Uh, we can buy your currency just clicking the button. Agree the exchange rate there, looking at. we we'll send you a trade confirmation. Mm-hmm. Send me the sterling, whatever currency it is, and I'll send out the, the, f- the foreign currency. And finally, what we've just properly released um, in the past few months was a mobile phone app for iPhone, so if you search one FX on your app store. You can put your currency on the the app as well. Cool. That's that's cool. That removes the human interaction. Yeah. 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 It's only if you don't want to talk to me, but (laughs) I will call you anyway. Most people are going through there then, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Very good. Um, The funny thing is, though, they book it. I read them anyway. Are you sure you want to book that trade? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to talk to me anyway. But but yeah, that that is a big thing we are different from that. Um, And there there are 150 brokers in the UK, FX brokers, and the vast majority, the really intense. Uh, pocket of them is based in London mm-hmm. and I, I use an analogy is that they're all fighting over the fillet stake we are the only fully FCA regulated and authorized brokerage in the East Anglia Wow so we've got you know we've got the sirloin to ourselves yeah um, yeah I, I think allow the local cl- uh, local businesses to really come to us and, and we can really nurture them look after them and, and just be there for them and I think um, view for the future Paul and I want is that we want to grow this business organically in East Anglia because we have a, a really, really good, strong, affluent, successful area around this area. Yeah. We've got from I used the example to timber in the podcast from timber traders around base Edmunds to your guys in Felix, uh, your guys in Felix do doing your, your, your guys and girls sorry in though doing stuff associated with the port. And similarly as well, we do venture up north. I mean, you know, even on Monday, we you know, did a round trip of 500 miles on Monday seeing some clients in Manchester. Yeah. So we we are still a a nationally-based business, but I still think there's a lot to be done around here.
1: Um, Yeah, and 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 then you can play to your strengths. You can play to the the sense that you are a big fish in a small pond, and you can kind of... Mm. That's easier to market, I imagine, than it is trying to market to the whole country.
2: I'm not going to sit there in in the room and... and, um, you know, with big insurance company London and Cup against Barclays. You know, yeah. What's the yeah. point? Yeah. But if, if it's local business, um, me versus some big institution locally, the point is, is like, well, you've got problems. Come to my office. Yeah. Around the corner. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's how I look at it. Yeah. yeah really good.
0: good. James, where can um, people find you, mate? Online, social media?
2: Oh, we discussed this again The app one effect. Oh, yeah. yeah. D- don't Google my name. There's a horrific YouTube video there with my large, shiny face on Wins there. We've seen it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I watched that this Why morning. You? You I look a little it.
0: younger in that one, mate.
2: Right, we're done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a couple of years ago. Um, uh, yeah, you can you can see that gives you a good overview on on OneFX. Yeah. Um, like I said, he's used a large shiny face on that. It was early in the morning. Um, there is that you Google OneFX. We've got a nice big website with all the bits and pieces on there. Um, come to our office in Freexto, um Come say hello, um, or, or, or drop us a line directly six seven triple zero one So give us a call and we can um, happily help. Amazing. Awesome. Awesome. awesome.
0: Final question, Jake. Go
2: um, for it.
1: Yeah, final question, James. What is the best? Obviously, you touched upon, Actually, why you're in East Anglia and why you like kind of like to focus your efforts locally. What is the best thing about running your business? Um, and if you could elaborate on that, about you know Suffolk, Suffolk, <laughs> Suffolk um, in general. What is the best thing for you?
2: Best thing for me is you care. You genuinely care. When you when you're an employee of a of a firm, you're there. You hit your figure, hit your targets, and you're done. And you feel like you're sort of a, a robot. You actually are passionate about the people you work with them for because it's you almost feel like one FX is almost an extension of you. Yeah. If it has a bad day, you have a bad day. If it has a good day, you have a good day. Uh, if a client comes to you and say, "Oh, th- the company's done a really good job today for me," I feel like I've done a good job for them. So it's it's, it's rewarding. It's almost like having a, a second girlfriend. Yeah. You know, if it's having a good day, think, oh great, you know, let's It it genuinely is, and I and, and I i think for me it's um and as you guys know obviously running media bros together it's it's something which you f- you can feel you take ownership of mm. um and i think when you care you do a better job and yeah that, and that's, yeah i think I completely that's agree with that it's, yeah. it's a direct correlation really good I'm, answer. I'm, when you're yeah. passionate about something yeah. isn't
0: it? i think that's going to be an answer that a lot of people can resonate with yeah so. and
1: actually a, a slightly different answer to what we yeah. normally get and mm. which is nice because it gets a new perspective Yeah. Um, On things, but um, James, thank you ever so much for coming on. It's been really, really insightful Um, for the listeners as well. Make sure you check James out. Um, Sorry if this was a largely political and um, virus. (laughs) We had five minutes. um, We had five minutes. But um, but yeah, no. um, Seriously, guys, yeah, check James out. See what he's doing because it's really valuable. And have a good day. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. See ya.